Listen up as Jerry Ryan, gazillionaire businessman, caravan manufacturer, Melbourne Cup winner and Walking with Dinosaurs producer shares his secret source to success. Welcome to the Small Business Big Marketing Show where successful small business owners share their secrets to take your marketing to the next level. Now here's your host, Tim Reid. G'day, motivated business owner. It is Timbo Reid here coming to you from Melbourne, Australia. Welcome back to another episode of the world's number one small business marketing show. And well done to you for finding it. A show laser focused on helping you grow a business you love through some very, very smart marketing. To that end, let's get stuck in to some marketing G O L D. Small business, big marketing with Tim Reid. Big show today, team. I have got some very big guest announcements, some news about my pending 200th episode, and I have a fireside chat with gazillionaire businessman Jerry Ryan of Jayco Caravans about how to be a gazillionaire and what it takes. Very, very fascinating discussion. But first, a quick rant. Actually, it's more of a plea. <laughs> Now, I say this with love, but can my local pizza shop please, please get a website? One page will be fine. Just whack a menu up. That way, when the Reed family can't decide what to order, we can at least pull up your menu and sort things out. Like, what is not having a website all about? I mean, seriously. I don't care if you are the most Luddite of pizza shop owners. You should have realised by now, it's 2014, that there's a whole lot of people doing stuff, buying stuff, finding stuff online. And by the way, listener, if you aren't a pizza shop owner, then don't think this rant doesn't apply to you. I see websites lacking content details often. Websites for service-based businesses without a single photo of their people. And websites bursting with testimonials, but very little benefit-driven content. We live in a world of what's in it for me, as you may well know. Now, I could keep going on, but I'll only get worked up, and that can only end in tears. Here's the thing. Your website is important. Right now, until something else shows up, It's the centre of your digital universe around which all other activity online and offline revolves. So ask yourself this, what is the big question my prospects want answered? Then is the answer front and centre of my website? Two questions you got to answer. Now back to my pizza man. Firstly, get a website, then answer the big question. In his case, what's on the menu? By having one. This marketing stuff, it's not rocket science. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Now, are you keen to get your online marketing sorted like my pizza man needs to? One complaint I hear from small business owners a lot is that they can't get a break with their online marketing. They'll be having the worst experience with their website developer, their site will keep crashing, the design's nothing like they wanted, blah, blah, blah. I tell them they need to talk to NetRegistry because they will get your online marketing sorted. You don't need to be a pro when it comes to the internet because they are, and they make it all simple and straightforward. How much do we love simple and straightforward? 
getting you a domain name, your website hosted, whatever you need to market your business effectively online. And better yet, because NetRegistry are proud sponsors of the show and want to see small business owners succeed, tell them Timbo sent you and you can take advantage of some fantastic exclusive listener deals. Visit netregistry.com.au to master your online marketing today. Now, I don't normally share upcoming guests at the front of an episode. I often, more often than not, do it at the back end of an episode, and I'm not sure how many people hang on uh, after the interview's finished. Don't have a way of tracking that. That would be interesting. I'd love to know whether you do or not. But what I thought I'd do is share who I've got coming up because been working hard on getting some really, really interesting guests for your marketing pleasure. So here who here here's who here's who is coming up. Uh, I've got Karen Jacobson. Now Karen is the voice of Siri and Tom Tom. And uh, she's going to talk to us about personal branding, about breaking through fear, uh, about recalculating your business direction. Really, really interesting interview. Already done that one. Got one coming up with uh, TV personality David Rain. David used to be on Getaway. He used to be the host of the Today Show. He has made a massive career move into real estate, and I talked to him about that. I have got a fireside chat coming up with a brothel madam. Yep. Can't wait for the puns in that one. I also am doing a live um, Q&A session uh, as part of a roadshow I'm doing for the Westpac Banking Corporation with Miss Chu previous guest, and Brad Smith of BRAP, previous guest. And uh, we're doing a live Q&A panel next week in Sydney for Westpac, and I am going to record that and uh, turn that into an episode. I have also got Warwick Kappa. Yep, Kappa coming on the show in a few weeks' time. Now, if you are an overseas listener, you're going to go, who's Warwick Kappa? Um, I will put a link to a video that explains who Warwick Kappa is in the show notes for this episode 189 at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. He's an old footballer from the 80s, and he's made a career out of being a bit of a duffer. <laughs> and uh, I actually think he's smarter than we give him credit for. Um, I'll res- you can reserve your judgment on that one. But looking forward to talking to Kappa. And I am chasing Jordan Belfort, the uh, the wolf of Wall Street. Um, can't promise that one, but I am chasing him down. All the others are confirmed. So we have got some very, very exciting guests coming up. And if you know someone you think would be uh, interesting to uh, have a listen to, then feel free to introduce them to me. Looking for successful small business owners, cranking out some great marketing of some sort. Just email me, tim at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Now, a few weeks ago on an episode of Funny Business with Griffo and I, I raised the idea of celebrating the 200th episode of this show. Wasn't sure whether I should or not. Griffo reckons I should. Spoken to a few other people. They said, yeah, make some hoo-ha. So I am looking into ways of doing that. And what I'm thinking of doing is a live show in Melbourne. Now, this is absolutely planning stages, team. So um, I can't give you a date or anything just yet, 
But I have planned the running sheet. I am working on finding a suitable venue, which will make or break the idea, because it really does need to be a suitable venue. It needs to, you know, good acoustics, good place for you, you know, if you're going to come along to be comfortable and be able to watch the show, blah, blah. But... Um, so looking at that, that will kind of make or break it. It will be mid-August 2014, and it will be a ticketed affair, and the tickets will be discounted for forum members as well. So um, don't know how much. not going to be a whole lot, but uh, do want it to cover costs. So look out for that. If you want to be the first to know, and it's not going to, it's not going to be hundreds and hundreds of tickets available, um, it'll be a first-in, first-serve affair, head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and um, just get on my database by uh, leaving me your first name and email address. I'll actually send you a little video I created called um, 10 Marketing Wake-Up Calls, but you will also go onto my email list, and you're the first to know when I have some news, and in this case, news about a potentially live 200th episode. Right, let's get stuck into today's guest. It is Jerry Ryan. I met Jerry at the Caravan and Camping Association's National Conference in Tasmania a few weeks ago where we were both speaking. And Jerry Jerry spoke before me and uh, shared his business journey in a very, very humble way. But boy, oh boy, has he got some achievements under his belt. He started Jayco Caravans in 1975 and built it to the biggest manufacturer of caravans in Australia and New Zealand. He then, he's made a lot of dough, he's a gazillionaire, um, and he now spends a lot of time spending his money uh, effectively elsewhere. He is the producer of Walking with Dinosaurs, he brought that to Australia, uh, as well as Warhorse. He is a Melbourne, he owns a, a Melbourne Cup winning horse, and uh, he has a team in the Tour de France, and he is the president of Cycling Australia. He's got so many achievements under his belt, and uh, he really basically uh, came on and very kindly shared his secret source to success. So I started off by asking Jerry whether he still heads off on the odd caravanning adventure or whether we're more likely to see him around the pool at the Beverly Hills Hilton. Every woman, every man, join the caravan. Uh, no, in fact, it, uh, I, I do get the Beverly Hill, Beverly Hills Hilton, or a <laughs> resort in Tuscany. But uh, no, we still get uh, out. Uh, I enjoy driving uh, the motor home, and uh, I have a park up at Nagambi, which I go and visit uh, and stay in a cabin. So uh, yes, it's a great lifestyle, and uh, I still enjoy it. What's the Jerry Ryan caravan look like? Out of interest? Well, what I do, I just take the odd one. Uh, uh, as a prototype uh, to have a look I think that's the best way to uh, redesign your product or improve your product is use it and yeah right I always say that you know, I tell my engineers and, and designers never fall in love with your product because once you do you don't see uh, what the product is really about uh, and you've got to think like a customer like a user um so that you can always look to try and improve the product. That's interesting. Uh, I noticed, in fact, you just had a sip from your Ferrari mug. Do you think um, 
So never fall in love with your product as the designer or engineer of that product. I'm guessing like the boys in the Ferrari factory would be passionately in love with their product. Would they not therefore see, look at it from a, a customer's point of view? Yeah, there's two things. There's one, passion, and two, falling in love. You know, the, as you know, passion and love uh, are the two different words. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, you've got to be passionate. Uh, the secret to any success is passion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what happens... Sometimes I've seen people come along to me, Jerry, I've got this product, you know, it's the best in the world, you know, it's going to have a long life. Uh, I, I say to them, don't fall in love with the product because what you've got to do, you've got to keep looking for imperfections uh, if you want to improve the product. Yep. That passion thing, Jerry, we've had a discussion recently and I, I have a for, an online forum and there's been a bit of discussion around this concept of passion. When you're passion, I actually love the word passion. I think passion does lead to success, but passion can feel a little bit uncontrollable as well. Yes, uh, but uh, end of the day, uh, passion, interest, uh, if you are interested in the, in the product, People say to me, uh, oh, Jerry, I'm going to go into business. I say, well, why do you want to go into business? To make money. Well, I said, well, that's the wrong reason. Mm. What, you, what you have got is your passion or you've got an interest in, in developing a product or marketing a product, and along with that will come money. So, uh, you know, passion, I, I use the word passion a lot. As I said, uh, passion and in love are, are two different yeah. Well, let's talk about that because in 1975 you started Jayco Caravans. Um, was there a passion then? Why did you start Jayco? Well, the reason why I started, I was working for a company that I had the opportunity to spend a few weeks in America looking at production uh, techniques of how to build uh, uh, caravans, camper trailers. Came back all excited, passionate about making change and I was working for a company that I was only uh, 23 at the time and had a lot of senior management that uh, they were quite happy with how we were doing business that, in that time. Uh, they didn't want to change, probably because it was going to make extra work for them. But, uh, and that's how I ended up with Jayco. I became frustrated with uh, the organisation and said, hey, let me start up on my own. So uh, going back when I was... Uh, 25, uh, 24 at the time, mm-hmm. I uh, set up Joker. And, and what level of success did you have in mind when you started? You just wanted to make caravans or did you actually have the immediate idea of, you know, you wanted to build an empire? No, I, in fact, uh, I confess up today and say that I never realised back then that Jayco would be the size of company it is today, producing 10,000 units mm-hmm. and having 45% of the market. Uh, I've got 80 capacity. 80 competitors uh, and to do that but back then I had about we started out building one a day I built 600 the first year and at at that stage I probably would have had about 2% of the market Mm -hmm. it sounds like I've spoken to Brian Singer from Rip Curl a couple of years ago and likewise he had a little shop in Torquay He he had a World War II sewing machine and he was just making these wetsuits for his mates so that they didn't get cold down at Bell's was it was that similar for you? Very similar, and uh, in fact, uh, I know Brian, and uh, he travels around. He's got a Jayco. Uh, Has he? 
and Greeny, uh, yeah, they go around surfing, and uh, I we had a bit of success with a horse uh, that won the Derby. So ah, Joe uh, back in about two thousand five. Good well, guys and a great success story. Great fellow, and it, yeah, it's a great success story. So really, like in nineteen seventy five, you're away, you're making caravans, and you kind of. At what point then did was there a point where you go, oh, hang on, hang on, this is this is getting serious, and it looks as though it could be something pretty special. Uh, well, back back in those days, you know, business was a little bit different. Uh, uh, you know, we drifted on; we didn't have the same disciplines we need to have today. Uh, it was probably uh, I diversified into property development. I saw people making money quicker in, in property. At the time, the caravan industry was on a down, down uh, downturn. Um, I got serious back in, in 2091 uh, um, after the recession. I came, I took, had a holiday in America, saw the American economy was improving, came back and decided I've got to spend more money on uh, engineering, improve the product, uh, and more money on marketing. Uh, and more money on training. You know, I can't grow uh, personally, nor can the staff, unless we uh, develop uh, ourselves. And so, so that, that's quite a period of time. Seventy-five through to it was it ninety-one when you kind of had that aha moment. Yes. Yeah. Huh. All that. So that's sixteen, seventeen. Oh, geez, my maths. Hey, uh, sixteen years of just plodding along. Oh, we weren't plodding along. No business, but. You know, it was a different environment. Uh, the caravan industry uh, was a, a victim of themselves. They hadn't changed the product. You know, the caravan parks uh, uh, hadn't updated. And it was really back in 91 that the whole industry and uh, I got the whole industry together uh, with a couple others and formed the national body to uh, grow the industry. Uh, we suffered from... Uh, an image problem and an awareness uh, of what our products did. So, uh, and that all started in '91. Well, then let's talk about that because it fascinates me that as a bloke, like I've never owned a caravan. I think I have a friend of a friend who owns a caravan. I know nothing about caravanning, but Jayco as a brand is quite strong in my mind. Why is that? Well, early days, it, uh, I always believed in PR. Um, it was more credible advertising. We worked with journos, got familiarisation to us, let them take the product. So we tried to put uh, the product out there, the brand. We did a lot of sponsorship uh, early days and uh, you know, built the brand up from uh, the shorts of jockeys to cycling. Um, That's what it was. You used to be on the on jockeys silks. Silks. Ah, their backs. So through sport, we've done it, and uh, you know, sponsoring a lot of local charities. Uh, so uh, you know, we, we've had a cross uh, cross section of, of uh, promotion, um, but PR very strong in today's social media. You know. Your website, tweets, and, 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 and all tweets. Tweets. <laughs> tweet, uh, <laughs> Go on, you're showing off now. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we believe in trying to uh, get the maximum uh, value out of marketing for our dollars. Uh, 
very expensive. Did you always believe in marketing from the early days of Jayco? I very much so. Right. My philosophy has always been if we build the brand, if we build four traffic for our dealers, and we still do that, mm-hmm. we do joint advertising uh, with our, uh, our dealerships. We sit down, look at what they're doing to try and add into uh, our campaigns. It's, it's So our dollars go further. Okay, so your uh, Jayco is, is is it a hundred percent wholesaler? You have no retail outlets. Retail whatsoever. Okay, so you rely on the dealers. So that's an interesting. I, we used to do this at Flight Centre as well, although we did have retail outlets. But when I was marketing manager at Flight Centre, we'd look to our wholesalers and see what what joint ventures and partnerships we could do to get that leverage. So, how how do you make your dealers' lives easier? Well, what we do, we sit down and have a business plan. They do a business plan. Mm-hmm. We base our business plan off their business plan. We have a uh, marketing uh, plan and budget mm-hmm. and try and work and, and try and be more effective with the, the advertising spend. Okay. So really looking to see what they need and make, you know, take and the heat off them. Twice a year, a national campaign, you know, advertising either summer, almost summer sale or a factory run-out sale in, in January. So we combine our advertising dollars and, and uh, so we uh, get the maximum um, exposure. Yeah, okay. What does Jayco mean, Jerry? I don't mean like literally what does the word mean. I know I'm assuming it's a made-up word, but like uh, as a brand, what do you hope it stands for? Uh, it stands for uh, value for money and quality. What What about more at a, at a kind of um, emotional... Emotional le- freedom. freedom. Freedom, yeah, right. Sorry, my- uh, freedom, to, freedom to go where you want, when you want. Yeah, right. So, like uh, campaigns, I guess, like the Jeep campaign, and don't know whether you've seen the Corona beer campaign from where you'd rather be, but like that—that that idea of people wanting to escape the the, the humdrum of everyday life. Yeah, Jayco's freedom. Yeah, right. You, okay. You can take Jayco anywhere at any time. And does that, you know, if I was to go out onto the factory floor, is there a kind of understanding of the brand? Because you've got a lot of staff now. Do you kind of convey that to people who come on board as well? Yes, we do. Um, in fact, it, uh, what I try and, and, and encourage and, and preach is that we're not building caravans. We're building dreams. And, uh, in fact, we're looking to, when we do sell a, or our dealers sell a, a product, get a photograph of that family and when the units are travelling down the production line we've got the photo so you you can relate oh wow it's just not another another number yeah yeah as I said we're not building caravans we're building dreams yeah great if you go into our engineer's office and they're they're working on a project they'll have on the wall if it's for a a family of four they'll have a photograph of a family of four or, or a tired couple sitting up there so you picture what the customer you, you, you're developing the product for. Oh, that's powerful stuff. Yeah, like having, I call them your best mates, but, you know, in your brand, like be clear on who you're creating something for. And, you know, I, I advise my listeners to even get it down to a person, you know, like if there is a person, you know, their best client, like picture their best client, who they're making the product or service for and always have them front and centre. You know, it's great because marketing for me is kind of, you know, marketing is what you do when you can't go and see someone. So if the more personal you can be, the better. 
Clearly, uh, those engineers, you've, they've come a long way, Jerry. I mean, they're a, very, they're a very rational breed, those engineers, so having them do that emotional stuff would be unusual. Well, it is, and the thing is that uh, what we try and do here, we encourage our staff, in fact, out of uh, 15 senior staff, that uh, eight of them own uh, JACO, so uh, we encourage the management to uh, get out and use the product and... Uh, uh, you know, we're booking in again uh, in August. We take 20 of the uh, key staff away uh, in the product, so we all drag away a Jacob and uh, some of the best ideas that come out of uh, out of those trips. Oh, that'd be fantastic! A convoy of Jacos heading off on a on a planning on a planning weekend. Yeah, no, it's a great weekend, uh, a for product, but also uh, as a team building exercise. Fantastic. Uh, to spend some time with uh, the families, Jerry. I, I want to go back, uh, go back to that success discussion because what you have done, you've built Jaco, and then at some point, and you've already mentioned you you uh, you expanded out into property development, but you've expanded out into a lot more than that. You uh, you you started a, I guess I'd call it a production company, and brought Walking with Dinosaurs and How to Tame Your Dragon to Australia. You're the part owner of a Melbourne Cup winner in American. And uh, you're also a big supporter of various team sports, individual sporting people and associations. Um, at what point did you decide to kind of um, spread your wings? Was it once you'd made enough dough to go and chase your passions? No, it, it just people have come to me or I've seen an idea. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I've been very fortunate, I've got good people that allow me to do those things other interest um, from um, the creative uh, global um, uh, productions which uh, has done Walking with Dinosaurs um, uh, How to Train Your Dragon War Horse, we've got uh, King Kong and we just opened up Strictly Ballroom uh, but I've had the right people in the right place to do that uh, Do you mean to free you up to then go and do those other things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and, you know, they share the same vision and same passion as what I do. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Because, I mean, there's a lot of people listening to this who are control freaks, and by nature, many small business owners are control freaks. They give birth to this business idea, and then the idea of then letting it go and handing it over to someone else, and I include myself here, it's it's a very hard thing to do. What advice do you give? Well, you know, and I've struggled over the years too that... uh, once you set your business plan, uh, I have my, what I call the checks and balances, KPIs or whatever. You know, on a weekly basis, Monday's the most important day of the week. I go through um, the managers. You know, I'm still involved at JCO a couple of days a week, so I sit down on Monday, go through what the business plan is. In fact, um, then I contact the other eight companies I own and we go through... Uh, with their KPIs, their, what I call their Monday scoreboard. Um, you know, if they're falling behind, what resources you need, or, or how we can get up to date. But and you, you've got to trust. But it's the one percenters. You know, I have checks and balances. Where to go and look? You know, what is uh, what are the key key drivers in the business, and you focus on those. So you're saying there's there are things that you just go. You, 
little kind of what are they called telling points where you go and see where they're at and they tell you whether they're whether you're on the right track or not well according to their business plan so we they have they have their weekly reports as i call it the monday scoreboard uh, and i know someone said well you're doing well i've been in caravans for 40 years i should be getting it right after now <laughs> it should be easier to do um yep Business isn't complicated, but I always say it's the people in it. So if you get the right people, uh, it solves the problem. I, I had a fellow on the show last week, Jerry. His name was Lee Store. He's 31 years old. He owns Biosolar up on the Gold, up, up in Brisbane. Uh, incredibly successful entrepreneur. It's his third multi-million dollar business at the ripe old age of 31. He operates entirely from his gut, entirely intuition. Uh, you... On the other hand, you keep referring to the business plan. Everyone's got a business plan. Um, clearly, you're, you're much more considered, much more planned, less gut instinct. Oh, no, you, you, intuition, you know, in, in terms of, I always say that the, the key factors, are, you know, is, is one, you're passionate, you love, you know, the product and what you're doing. Secondly, it's planning. You, you have to plan. You, you have to plan. But... You need intuition to know what if that product is the right product or it's the right time uh, to do it. Mm-hmm. Intuition as you come along and and on a daily basis, you know, you get a feel for what's happening in an organisation or, or where you go to or where may be the, the weak points uh, that uh, in the organisation. Jerry, has there been an ugly side of success for you? Uh, ugly side, I wouldn't say ugly side, but the bigger you get, the more successful you get, there's more responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm responsible at JK, there's a thousand employees there. At Credit um, Technology Company, you know, there, there's a staff of 45. Uh, I'm responsible for them. The hospitality group, there's 280 people. I'm responsible at the end of the day. The responsibility or the buck stops here. So yes, um, and there's a responsibility to the, the community. Uh, so, uh, but you know, business can be fun, yeah, and uh, uh, you've got to make sure you enjoy it. Can be or should be. Should be. Should should be. Should be. Should be. Not always the case. And you know, you've got to make some hard decisions. And, you know, sometimes that's not fun. What's the hardest decision you've had to make? The hardest decision I've ever had to make is back in uh, the late 80s. It was the only time that I've had to terminate staff that it wasn't their fault. Why they'll lose me a job. So it was an economy at the time. And it's the only time. That was probably the hardest decision. Because I was affecting their life, their families and their future. Mm-hmm. Mm, that would be hard. What's next for you? Um, next for me is uh, some new product at Jayco, some new product uh, which we're working on, uh, some innovative product that we'll release in 2015 with a whole new uh, marketing campaign. Oh, what's the innovation? I love innovation. What, what can you do in a caravan that hasn't been done? Oh, there's plenty of things to go yet. We're building what we call toy halls, motorhomes that, you can put your motorbikes in the back and, and uh, in fact, we're looking to uh, horse floats. If you have horses and accommodation, 
you know, that in the motorised, we're, we're looking to uh, do some uh, small wreck road type uh, caravan campers. Uh, it's our 40th year next year, so we're going to do a retro uh, oh, yeah. camper. So uh, lots of things happening. I, there's a lovely caravan I see every now and then in uh, in St Kilda, Melbourne suburb St Kilda, and it's it's big old silver one. It's sort of like something out of 1950s America. Yeah, the Airstreams. The Airstream, that's it? Yeah, yeah. You don't it's see... produced today. It still is produced today? In America, yeah. Goodness me. What's the craziest caravan you've ever seen? Well, the craziest uh, caravan I saw in America once... Uh, but, uh, you know, shape, uh, skylights on the roof, mirrors on the bathroom, uh, walls Ceiling. on the roof in the bedroom, you know, it was just in the decor. But I did never, never ever saw it uh, at the next show. It disappeared. Yeah, I'd love to see that one. Have you ever seen, just to wrap up, have you ever seen uh, the documentary The Winnebago Man? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. One of the great documentaries. How funny is that? Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's a great story. And there's a, a lot of other caravanning stories. Uh, you know, you look at the Fockers, uh, meet the Fockers. Oh, and yes. Go home, so, you know. RV, Robin Williams in RV. In RV, yeah, so it's a, it's a great lifestyle. I reckon there's a... I can't help but think there is an Australian film that should be about caravanning. You know, we've had Kenny the Plumber. I think Australians' humour really would work well in a caravanning based film there you go that's there's an idea for you it's a cartoon uh, i sit down with my young grandson and we watch uh, koalas uh, and their caravans abc it is i forget what the show no much funny i reckon the blokes that like working dogs should do something they've done the castle they've done the dish yeah i know the boys there so uh we should uh, work on something can you pitch that to them and just i just i just want to walk on part that's all Okay, done. <laughs> Good on you. Hey, Jerry Ryan of Jayco Caravans, thanks for sharing uh, some of your tips and marketing gold on the show. Perfect, Jim. All the Good best. Good on you, mate. Thanks, mate. Every woman, every man, join the caravan of love. Oh, I love that song, Caravan of Love by the House Martins, 1985. My kids do say that I spend too much time dwelling in the 80s, but what a wonderful decade. Hey, what a good fellow uh, Jerry Ryan was. Before I share my top three learnings from that little fireside chat, let me share a pro tip from our friends at Swiftly. Now, as you know, Swiftly is all about doing small design jobs fast, like in less than an hour, for a massive $19. But Swiftly have just upped the ante. Now they're offering over 2,000 creative templates, free for you. We're talking Facebook banners, Twitter backgrounds, business cards, letterheads, and plenty, plenty more. You can personalise them yourself or get Swiftly to do it for 19 bucks. Now that's got to be good for business. Check them out at swiftly.com. That's S-W-I-F-T. L-Y dot com. Now, I hope you got a lot of uh, a lot of pro tips from my chat with Jerry about uh, what it takes to be successful. Three that uh, are top of mind for me. Do something you're passionate about, but don't fall in love with it. That is an interesting concept. Many would feel as though they need to fall in love in order to be successful, fall in love with what they're doing in order to be successful. But uh, love can blur the vision, blur the vision, can't it? So uh, be passionate, but just don't fall in love with it. 
Number two, look for imperfections. Look for things that aren't being done as well as they could be and do them better. And number three, have a photo of your ideal client in front of you at all times. Fantastic idea. As I do this uh, episode right now, I have a photo of Jamie Oliver. Now, he's not my ideal client, but he is the public figure that I base my small business big marketing brand around, and I find that a really useful way of kind of channeling the vibe that I want to create for this show. So that's powerful stuff. As I say every now and then, it's a little bit woo-woo, and I know some of you into woo are into woo-woo and others aren't, but, uh, you know, if it works for you, do it. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Jerry Ryan. Righto, team, that is it for episode 189 of Australia's number one marketing show. If you want to keep the marketing discussion going, if you've got some marketing questions, you want to bust through, join the Small Business Big Marketing Forum. Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, click on the forum button, and uh, I will see you inside what I call the inner circle. A big thank you to Net Registry for getting your online marketing sorted and for supporting this show, and to Swiftly for those small design fixes done fast and those 2,000 free templates they kindly provide. Lots coming up, as I mentioned earlier. I'm Timbo Reed. You've been smart enough to tune in to the world's number one small business marketing show. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reed. Want more marketing goodness? Then visit smallbusinessbigmarketing.com.